Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Homewrecker podcast. I am the Golden Greek, Alex Arion. I'm joined, as always, by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, nice shirt, by the way. You said you love what I do with these shirts. My trophy wife, Monique, wearing her Get to the Choppa Arnold Schwarzenegger Predator t-shirt. Yes, it is a great shirt. It's fantastic. Yes, it is. It's good stuff right there. Indeed it is. Yeah, very good. Very good stuff. Yes. So how are you doing this week? I am wonderful, thank you. How are you? Fantastic as always. Yay! Loving the summer, the heat. Yes. We're back in that wonderful, glorious time of year. I love the sun this summer. I, I love being in the sun. I love the heat. I just hate that I sweat so much. Well, that's kind of part of it. I mean, it's kind of an inescapable side effect of summer. <laughs> Would you call that a side effect? I don't know if you call it a side effect or not. But <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like medication. <laughs> I'm so used to everything now. Like, especially, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Medication and stuff. It's like, like some possible side effects of the sun could be headache, dehydration, sweating, nausea, passing out, or fainting. <laughs> Call your doctor if you have any of these symptoms. Right, right. We'll yeah. prescribe you some of the moon. Nine million side effects for <laughs> one benefit. <laughs> well, well, the sun is more beneficial. Yeah, that's the thing. The sun is like so beneficial. And we've been conditioned for pretty much our entire lives that the sun is bad. If you stay on the sun too long, you get burned, which does happen, of course. But it's like anything else. Too much of anything is no good, right? But yeah, it's just weird. It's funny how... Those are the things that they, 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 in quotes, tell us are bad. Too much sun, too much of that when it's actually the opposite is true. Like, you should get out in the sun as much as you can. You should. It's good for your vitamin D. It's mm-hmm. good for just everything. It's life. Mm-hmm. Sun. And a lot of the sunscreens that are out there tend to have chemical reactions. I remember last summer hearing about a whole bunch of sunscreen uh, made for children kids were having horrible chemical burns because of all the stuff they put in it yeah well that's the thing and i think that's that's another thing too i i'd be curious to see if there's been any kind of research or data done on this or what's the word studies? i'm looking for yeah any studies anything like that anything that's been done or about sunscreen and sunblock and skin cancer rates because was skin cancer ever really even a thing Back in, say, the 50s, 60s, 70s, before they introduced sunblock and sunscreen and these things? part of the argument is a lot of times when you say, oh, well, it wasn't a thing because they didn't really know about it. They didn't quite discover it. That's that's always the argument. That's always the the argument. argument. But is there any validity or truth to that argument? I don't know. We'll have to look into it some more. Yeah, but but I just wonder if there's any kind of correlation there between the time when they started pushing all these things like sunblock, sunscreen, all that kind of stuff, and all of a sudden, everybody's getting skin cancer. Well, people can you know? make their own. It's easy yeah. enough to do. Or you can buy an organic kind of sunscreen that has very minimal ingredients. But I think what's important is always look at the label. What is inside of it? If there's a bunch of stuff you don't know what it is and it's really long words and it sounds chemically, it probably is. Yeah, if you can't name it, you probably shouldn't be putting it in your body or on your body. Yeah, because your skin absorbs it. Yeah, everybody forgets the skin is the largest organ of your body. It provides your protection, but it can also take things in. So just mm-hmm. be careful. Even water. You're supposed to use a yeah. filter 
it, like they recommend using filters on your water, your shower. We do that. Who so. recommends? Smart people. <laughs> I was gonna say who. It's who, recommended. Who's they, who's they that recommends it? Because uh, who is they? I've That's never heard the question. Like, yeah, I've never heard a government person or some health official. People I listen to. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard them recommend anything like that. But uh, yeah, so yeah, it'd just be kind of interesting to see how that, all that stuff would go. Yeah. What else is going on? We watched an, a movie last night. I kind of stopped myself before I went in to describe it. You told me about a movie from the 90s, right? Yes. Okay. That's correct. We watched it last night, and it's called The Last Boy Scout with Damon Waynes and Bruce Willis. Now, I hadn't seen the movie. I've seen many movies. Didn't see this one. <laughs> Jeez. And you keep chopping stuff. <laughs> that was my water bottle flying <laughs> down on the ground. At least it didn't break because it's glass. But we watched The Last Boy Scout. And Alex was telling me what a good movie it is. And I'm like, it's Bruce Willis. I'm sure it's good. I've heard good things about it. So we watched it last night. Wait, before you go any further. Yeah. It's Bruce Willis. So that's why you thought it was good? Because, yeah, I like Bruce Willis. He does a lot of good movies. Can't go wrong, right? All right. So we watched it. I was just waiting for it to get better. And it didn't. Look, I told you before we watched the movie, it's a good movie. This is me from 25 years ago when I last saw the movie saying it's a good movie. I haven't seen it until last night for, like I said, like 25 years. It's been a long time since I've watched this movie. Came out ninety one. Well, we probably should have waited a little bit longer because it uh, wasn't that bad. It wasn't horrible, but it just like I'm watching it like it's not what you said last night. This is the worst movie ever. It's the worst movie of all time. I didn't really? say that. Is it? Like, <laughs> I, 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 could, I could think of a lot of movies worse than this one, but okay. It, it just wasn't what was so bad about it. I like, told you last night, it's the way the relationship between Bruce Willis's character and Damon Wayans, it just seems so weird and unrealistic. Wayans. It's Wayans. Wayans? Damon Wayans. It's not Wayans. Wayans. Okay, so you're going to jump on how I pronounce things. Okay. Yes. Now anyway. I am. I'm going to. I'm going to nitpick everything you say now. Fine. <laughs> Go ahead. So the relationship just seemed weird. And very unlikely in a real life situation. Granted, the whole movie began with something that was so extremely unrealistic. So I don't know. I I guess if I had to walk into it, looking at it in a different perspective, knowing like, okay, this is just so unrealistic as it totally is. I don't know. Maybe I uh, might enjoy it I'm more. sorry. I, I missed the part where Hollywood movies are realistic <laughs> and most of these scenarios are realistic. <laughs> I, I, I just meant like the relationship. The relationship between, between Damon Wayans and Bruce Willis was unrealistic to you. And his daughter was annoying. So you're saying that somebody who... Okay, l- l- quickly, quickly. Bruce Willis is a private detective. Yes. Used to be a Secret Service agent. Disgraced because... Or lost his job and was disgraced because he walked in on a senator who was physically abusing and beating a woman. He punched the senator out, and then he lost his job with the Secret Service. But he saved a woman, whatever. So he's, you see right off the bat, the guy's a man of principle. But when you first see him, he's a, he's a drunk. He's addicted to cigarettes and just drinks all the time, and he's just a loser. I mean, self-described, that's what he says. 
to himself. Damon Wayans is a ex-football player. They, they don't call it the NFL. It's something else, some other league. You know, Hollywood, they make it up. It's not an NFL. It's something else. But it's essentially that's what it is. He's a professional, former professional football player who gets his girlfriend, who's a stripper, played by Halle Berry. She gets murdered for something. We find out later why, but she gets murdered. Damon Wayans is asking Bruce Willis, who's watching over her or supposed to be guarding her or whatever. He's hired to ha- to like be her bodyguard essentially for... I thought it was to f- just kind of... To keep an eye on her. Yeah, like a bodyguard. Oh, I thought it was to like watch who's stalking her. To keep an eye on her because okay. she's been, yeah, getting threats or whatever. She's worried. So she gets shot and killed and Damon Wayans is wondering what the heck is going on? Like, why is she, why did she get killed or whatever? She, so he's going after Bruce Willis. Like, what, what happened? What, why, what she coming to you for? What kind of trouble is she in? This and that. Then they get assaulted and basically have a near-death experience together. Basically, they, like, narrowly escape death together. So obviously that kind of forms a bond between the two because they narrowly escape getting killed. And then it happens again, like, 20 minutes later, the same thing. They That's have like the whole another, movie. They just keep right. almost getting but, killed. But of course, they're going to like develop a bond from that. It's, <laughs> I don't understand how that's unrealistic as far as like having two characters come together. It's just the way they show the relationship and the way that they treat each other. It's, yeah, like, it's like this hyped up friendship bond there that doesn't feel natural. That's all I'm saying. It makes it weird and complicated and confusing. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I didn't enjoy it as much that's as fine. I wanted to. That's that's totally fine. But I, I mean, when you're saying it's unrealistic, it's like, well, yeah, it's a movie. It's obviously it's the the what's his name? Billy Blanks is that the guy? Yes. In the very beginning of the movie, a football player. The Tybo guy. Spoilers. Yeah, Tybo. Spoilers from the <laughs> 1991 movie. He like he's playing a football game and he's told like win no matter what, so he starts shooting people on the opposite team so he can win. He won, and then he shot himself in the head. So uh, yeah. it's a movie. I know, but I just it's didn't a like movie. It. That's no, it's okay, fine. That's totally your prerogative. You don't have to That's like right. it. Like Bobby Brown said, it's my prerogative. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it is definitely your prerogative. So yes. uh, what else did we watch that we're going to talk a little well, bit about today? Oh, go ahead. Before we get into yes, that, it's time for it. your favorite segment. Yep. How did Monique hurt herself this week? We were seriously going to do this again? Yeah. Actually, not too bad. This week, I only hurt myself twice. Only two times. I burned my <laughs> I burned my arm yesterday. <laughs> I was so we bake chicken tenders for the boys and I was taking it off the grill and I one went flying off on the to the counter. So I went to go reach and I accidentally reached over the hot grill part and burned my arm. But it's not too bad. And then I stubbed my other baby toe today as my child was rocking in the chair I was walking and we just kind of collided but it wasn't too bad I've hurt myself far more in other weeks so I'm trying to be careful (laughs) I have these little accidents so I don't have big accidents that's how I look at it unbelievable 
So we watched right. a documentary. Yeah. This so yeah, this was this was it was all right. I mean, you want to tell everybody what it was about? Travis Walton. But we're not just going to talk about this documentary. I want to talk about... Talk about the case. Yes. Yeah, like the whole thing. Yes. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't covered this yet. I know. Especially where when we talked about the Betty and Barney Hill abduction and everything. We never brought... I don't know if we mentioned Travis Walton or not. I don't know if we did. We may have briefly mentioned it in passing. Now, did you first become aware of this case through something other than the Fire in the Sky movie? Yeah, I mean, I think Fire in the Sky came out in 1993, I believe, if if I remember correctly. And... By that point, yeah, I had already been getting into UFOs and stuff. I was in high school at the time. I was already getting into UFOs and aliens and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I was familiar with it. Fire in the Sky was like kind of... I saw that in the theater. That was kind of the where I got the, the full story, I guess. But then, obviously, you find out years later that wasn't even close to the real story. It was totally Hollywoodized. And a lot of stuff was changed. A lot of stuff was put in there that never happened and... But yeah, no, I, I I had heard about it previously before the movie came out. But I think that's the one that kind of maybe pushed it more to the forefront because I know it was a big deal when it first happened back in 1975. It was, I think, November of 75 is when... November 5th, 1975. Well, let me, well, let me tell everybody the incident. Or, or when was the first time you heard about it? And then we'll go get into the incident. Fire in the sky. Really? That was yeah, the first time I, you ever heard about I'm it? I'm a little younger than you. All right. But... Yeah. I remember seeing the previews for the movie and I'm like, whoa, I need to see this movie. So when it came out, I obviously watched it because I was lucky my parents you in the video store. Oh, okay, so you, you watched it on video. Got I watched it. it on video. Okay. I remember when I watched it, I thought it was a very interesting story, but the part where they actually show his abduction, I thought I thought it was so weird and it was kind of creepy, which I think is what they were going for. But then to later find out that that wasn't really what it was like. It was just Hollywoodized. I was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I wish they would have just shown what actually happened. I think the, his, the actual real story, I think, is more fascinating than what they put in the movie. I, th- I think. But I, I, I've, I've heard a couple of different interviews with Tracy Torme, who was like the executive producer of that movie. Um, and he's, he's talked about it and... He just basically, you know, they made it Hollywoodized. They tried to make it creepy. They try, you know, they were I trying to. It was a good to, movie. It was okay. I enjoyed it. They, they like there was aspects of it that were true, but a lot of it, especially the stuff yeah. that happened on the quote unquote spaceship or flying saucer, or whatever. And I feel it was. like that's the part that everyone wanted to see. Yeah, of course, of course, and that and that's the that's what was so disappointing. Finding out later on that that was completely. Not not totally fiction, but most of it was fictionalized. I yeah. guess for me that was that was disappointing when I found that out. Because when I saw the movie, I was like, "Oh wow, that's this is what really happened." Whoa, you know, because I'm a kid, I don't know any better. Yeah. And yeah, that's I, I was I was creeped out. I'm thinking, "Geez, these things are creepy." They're putting drills in his eyes and stuff, and that you know what never creeped happened. me out the most <laughs> wasn't that? the drills, but like that sheet of like latex or whatever it was that went over his went face over his and face. his mouth. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. I have like, I always can't have things super close to my throat. I feel like I'm being strangled and I have a fear of drowning. And so that just like, I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I think I started holding my breath <laughs> like unknowingly. <laughs> and uh-huh. I'm just like, oh. how can you breathe? That's horrible. 
horrible. Like to me, that was horrifying. Yeah, that was creepy. The visual was very. I, I still remember. I, mean, I haven't seen the movie since. I think I saw it in the theater. I haven't seen it since, and I, I remember that. So yeah, yeah it's it, it. It was the the visuals. The visual stuff in it was very impactful. At least for me, it, it was. Yeah. You you remembered it. it was memorable. Yeah. So yeah. why don't you tell the story so, about Travis Walton? All right, so Travis Walton and I think it was five of his buddies. Or they're not really his buddies. He was part of a logging crew. Six, I think. It was six total, yeah. And uh, Mike Rogers was the, the guy who was like the crew chief. It was like his logging contract. Mm-hmm. And they're in Arizona and they're going out into the woods to... You know, it was log- like a national forest. Yeah, they were just out there kind of essentially they were clearing the forest not not cutting down just whatever trees but cutting down like dead trees and mm-hmm. brush and things like that just to kind of keep the forest clear mm-hmm. essentially what they should be doing now in california to prevent wildfires but they stopped doing that for some un- unknown reason but that's what they were doing back then and they were out and and i, I think the way the story goes was they had stayed out a little late later that evening because they were falling behind. Mm-hmm. They they weren't as far along as they had hoped to be, and it was getting dark. And they noticed a light out in the off in the distance. And they're all in the same truck. They notice a light out in the dis off in the distance. And they, as they get closer to it, I guess they. I think they, they came to like a clearing. Yeah, and they notice that it's like a a saucer. They they can see it. It's a shaped like a saucer. It's a it's a craft some kind of a ship or something it's and it's it's emitting emitting excuse me this light and it's glowing and travis gets out and everybody's telling him no no he's like no i want to get out i gotta go see it whatever and he gets out runs p- close to it and when he tells the story he's telling it like i'm getting kind of close to it and then i'm sort of slowing down because i'm realizing i'm really scared and i probably shouldn't be doing this but i'm i don't want to look like a like a pansy in front of my buddies. So I just kind of keep going, but I've, I've slowed down a little bit, but I'm still going towards it. And a, like a like a light, a beam of light shoots out and kind of captures him in, in this beam of light and it kind of like elevates him and holds him up in the air. And this is what these other guys are saying who, who are witnessing this, his, his the, uh, the five eyewitnesses, the other loggers. I'll call them his friends, but I don't know if they're really buddies or whatever. I think they're he was just co-workers, them, essentially, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so he's like suspended in the air for a little bit and then he just kind of all of a sudden drops and one of one of the guys, uh, one of the other gentlemen that was with him says that he kind of bounced off the ground because he hit so hard and they took off scared. Like they just drove off scared but then they kind of talked amongst each other and then they decided we should turn around and go get him. Yeah, like, they see all if he's thought okay. he was they dead. They all thought he was dead. Freaked out. Yeah. But at least they came back. They 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 ended up coming, going back like maybe 15, 20 minutes later. They uh, essentially they all kind of calmed down and like we got to go get him. They go back and he's not there. He's gone. He's vanished. So they go back into town. They tell everybody what happened. Of course, nobody believes them. They they think that there was some kind of a argument, disagreement, and yeah. They, anyway, they they keep they keep going. Whatever they, they're telling their their uh, the sheriff, they all think that. They killed him, essentially, and well, they yeah, disposed because, of the body. Yeah, they basically, there was a total of, Travis was missing for five days. They had d- canines out searching for him, couldn't pick up a scent. Right. It was just assumed that there's no way this actually happened. Right. They must have gotten into an argument. Somebody killed him. They decided to cover it up, bury the body somewhere, yeah. stash the body, 
and then come up with this cockamamie story. Yes, that's that's what happened. But they were asked if they would be willing to take a polygraph test, and they all said yes. They they did. There was one guy. I believe his last name was Dallas, and he was kind of the one that had an issue. And this is in Fire in the Sky. Their relationship is kind of, I think, over dramatized, but. They essentially, they don't get along very well. Mm-hmm. They've had a run-in. They've had like a little bit of a pull-apart before in the past. But Anyhow, doesn't Dallas have a record? He has a criminal record. Uh, it, I, I forget what it was. There's nothing like major. Obviously, he was out free again working, but he'd been arrested in the past, so he'd had some run-ins with the law, and he was apprehensive about taking the lie detector test at first. I think but mo- he, everyone was. Yeah, they all, I mean, they all, they're all scared. They don't, they're all basically... All these these five guys, while their buddy is missing, gone, they don't know what happened to him, but they saw him get struck by a beam from a flying saucer in the middle of the fucking woods. <laughs> they're obviously freaked out. They're they're you know, this guy's gone. He's missing now. They go back to find him, he's missing. And, and now they tell everybody they're telling everybody the truth of what they saw happen, and everybody thinks they're lying, including their parents, as one of the guys was saying. Mm-hmm. Their his own mother is like, No, this is you're lying. Yeah. And they're they're basically being they're trying to get them to confess to murdering him. The police are trying to get him to confess. Yeah. Uh, what's hard too with the polygraph test? Now, all of them passed. Dallas was inconclusive, but that's because I think he I guess he was dodging questions. The first time he was inconclusive, but they yeah. ended up taking they did him twice. It again. Now, when you do a polygraph from what I understand, it takes your blood pressure, it measures your heart rate, and I think the theory is you get really nervous because you're lying. It kind of catches that. But what if you're just so traumatized by something? Is that going to show up? Obviously, they they passed. They, they all they passed. They all passed. And they took it twice. Everybody took took the polygraph and two times. And at that time, like they got like the most renowned polygraph tester in that area to come out. I mean, it wasn't like someone who just pulled the machine out of the box, didn't know what they were doing and... Yeah, it wasn't, you know, Billy Bob, you know, <laughs> they didn't call Billy Bob up from the back office to come out and, you know, just plug it That would be like me, in. like, hey, hey, do a polygraph test. Hey, just do a polygraph. Okay. Uh, all right. No, they, they, <laughs> yeah, had, no. they had a qualified, they, yes. trained person there to like do it. Like somebody who, like, tested the highest during those, like, tests to do it and everything to right. see, like, how well you can use it. Um, this guy knew what he was doing, and they all passed. They were all, like... Mm-hmm. In order to do that, to have everyone, multiple people tell the same story and all pass on a polygraph, it seems pretty phenomenal if they were lying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they all passed their, their test. And so, obviously, they're all scared still. And nobody mm-hmm. still knows what, what happened. And five days later, you know, this whole five days, they're going through this trauma. <laughs> you know, everybody, of course. And... Finally, Travis just appears on the side of the road in the middle of the night and calls up his brother. His brother, Dwayne. He calls up his brother and says, hey, I'm at whatever gas station. Can you come get me? (laughs) So he's gone for five days and then he just magically appears. And when he came back, he was very malnourished. He He, lost, what, 10, over 10 pounds? He lost over 10 pounds. He... He has a mustache. I guess he had a mustache at the time too. He's always had a, a, a stash, and uh, he had about five, you know, five days of growth facial hair on his face because he didn't shave. 
And so he thought he was only gone for about two hours, a couple of couple hours, because he remembered some of the things that he went through when he was when he woke up on the spaceship, flying saucer, whatever it was that he was on, and his brother tells him, you've been gone for five days. And he's like, what? Like, he had no idea he was gone that long. Imagine being something through a traumatic experience and then being taken somewhere around these beings that you don't know and having this stuff happen to you and then waking up on the ground, you know, and and then being told you're gone five days and you only remember a couple of hours. Yeah, it'd be it's pretty crazy. Now, I, I'm going to say allegedly with all this because even though there is all this as eyewitnesses, they've all taken and passed polygraph exams. Travis himself took one and passed it as well. I still am kind of like I don't know how, I don't know how I feel about this story. But but they all get cleared. The the five guys got cleared mm-hmm. obviously because Travis is back. He, he didn't die. <laughs> and he's like, corroborating you, cops, <laughs> yeah you know? and he's corroborating their story yeah. he's saying yeah that's where i was what happened to me from the sheriff's perspective though i understand not quite believing it like for a guy of that stature like, okay you deal with criminals most of the time right that sounds like something criminals may say to get out of killing somebody i'm sure maybe <laughs> it's it's a bit far i mean at at the time, in 1975, if you're saying you're talking about flying saucers and stuff, people are gonna think you're nuts. Yeah. Because it's not like it is now. Even now, people are still gonna probably look at you kind of sideways. But I think you'd be a little bit more apt to be believed nowadays than you would back then. In a small town, it was yeah. Snowflake, Arizona. Snowflake, Arizona. It yeah. Very, it's a very, very small town. And everyone knew everyone and was up in everyone's business, I'm sure. So that had to be very difficult. But I just keep thinking back to the experience that Travis Walton talks about. And you say, allegedly, I totally believe it. I believe him. I believe everyone. What I don't actually know is if it was really aliens. Was it our government, another government? Was it maybe aliens and our government or aliens and another government? That's where I start to question things. One of the interesting things that Travis Walton had said was he thinks what had happened is he got too close and when it was trying to leave that ship, it emitted that light and that knocked him out. It hurt him, maybe possibly came close to killing him. And that's why they took him on the ship to try to help him because they realize that there's no way this guy is going to make it if they don't do something. That's yeah. That's what he believes or that's what that in his words, that's what he's told himself to feel better about the experience. So I don't know, maybe I would like to think that's the case. Like, Oh, it could be. I, I, again, I'm so just the older I get, the more I'm just like, uh, I don't believe anything anymore. (laughs) I'm just so skeptical of everything now. I don't know. I don't know where I f- where I stand on the whole thing. Now, there was an interesting thing in the documentary. They went back to the area where this, I guess, this incident occurred. Yes. We're not going to say allegedly because something did happen. Obviously, something happened. We just don't know what exactly. They noticed that the tree, the trees were growing 
towards the the area where the the UFO, I guess we'll call it, where that was hovering. The tree rings, they they'd cut down a couple trees and they they observed some of the trees and they were growing mm-hmm. towards it. The rings inside of the trees were going towards the well where the light where the the craft not just that but the ring so every year of growth on a tree creates a ring and it's usually about the same every year they notice with these trees there was much more growth it was growing at a rapid rate and they think that's due to radiation exposure the same i think i guess happened in chernobyl they said right that that radiation the trees exposed to it started growing at a more rapid rate. So that's something where it makes you think, okay, something happened. Something with some kind of radiation happened. If the trees are reacting this way. Yeah, so, something happened. Uh, the, the thing, and I didn't mention this to you when we were watching it, but the thing that makes me wonder, okay, it, there's something with the radiation, right? We, we have that correlation with Chernobyl and, and, and that, kind of meshes up and adds up but what about travis did he have any kind of negative reaction to the radiation because you look at him now he seems like a healthy enough guy he's he looks i mean he's aged obviously almost for or over 40 years yeah. but he looks fine he doesn't look like he's had any adverse health effects so what happened was it did did maybe he that's get why he looks maybe so good for his age. maybe did something when he got caught up in the beam of this craft or whatever did that maybe hurt him or injure him so bad that he was close to death and whatever they did to him when they brought him on the craft did they reverse the effects maybe. of it i don't know i don't know but i thought that was kind of interesting that that's you, a good point you had all that happen you have the the evidence, I guess, with mm-hmm. the trees, you have the something to compare it to with Chernobyl. So you can say, okay, there was something there. If we're going to be scientific about this, there's definitely something there. You can compare the two things and you have correlating evidence. But what about him? How mm-hmm. come How come he didn't have any kind of negative effects? Maybe and, because they fixed them. Right. And I was just saying, and, and I guess it's because maybe you, you could argue they fixed him. Whatever was wrong, they maybe fixed they, him. I don't know. Maybe they took him because they knew if he was found like that, it would show like he was exposed to high amounts of radiation and there's no way to account for that in the in that forest. Could so be. they figured they were kind of covering their butts. The, the aliens were covering their the, tracks? The government alien <laughs> people, I don't know. Whoever. Yeah, see, I'm more inclined to believe it was some sort of secret government project and they dumped them, you know, they kept them for a couple of days. I wouldn't be shocked though and dumped if them they're on the working side of the road. with aliens. Uh, nothing would would shock me there were people who looked more like aliens yes underdeveloped features i remember him saying but then there were more human looking people right and so that's why i'm like maybe it was both they're working together yeah i'm inclined to believe that more than just it was aliens i'd say maybe if there is a such thing as aliens there probably is some kind of a joint union going on between them and our government i would i would presume i don't i don't know (laughs) i don't know Uh, the whole thing is just it's crazy it's a it's a crazy story but it happened now i also want to bring up philip uh clock is class class class. okay philip class i was gonna say professional debunker yes 
So this guy, oh my goodness, this been guy forever, this tried guy. to really debunk this case. Well, that's his job. That's he's that's his job. He's professional debunker. He goes out and he debunks things. That's that yeah. that that's what he was famous for doing. But one of the things is like so he tried it's it seems like he tried to tear down each person involved their character because he couldn't find evidence debunking it. Right? Okay, yeah. And then the Travis Walton and his the other people involved in the incident, they went to him and said, you want to debunk us? Well, let's do another polygraph. We'll both, we'll all choose somebody that we mutually agree upon. So that way it's not just one-sided. And if we're telling the truth, you have to pay for the polygraph. If it says that we're not telling the truth, we'll pay for it. So you really can't lose. And he didn't do it. So this guy's job, essentially, he was a he was a journalist. I'm putting my fingers up in air quotes, but he he had ties to the government and intelligence agencies and things like that. This has all been documented stuff. So he essentially would go out and he would try to he would debunk any kind anytime stories like this would come up about UFOs or aliens or anything like that. He would. He would debunk it. He would discredit it somehow. He'd figure something out and he'd discredit it. Usually it was discrediting the person. He would attack the character. You see this nowadays all the time with politics. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, everybody can pull whatever example you want from just current society. This is what this guy did as far as UFOs and aliens and those kind of stories. He had offered one of the... I, I Steve Pierce, remember. the youngest Pierce, one. the youngest one of yeah. the bunch. He offered him $10,000 to say that the story was fake, that they made it up, that it wasn't true. This guy Pierce is like, no, I'm not going to lie. And now think about this, $10,000 back in the 70s? the 70s? That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money now, but think about it back then. And Pierce turned it down because he didn't want to lie. So, I mean, that again goes to the credibility of the story and what these guys saw but it'll it also makes you wonder why where's this guy where's class who's just a journalist where's he getting 10 grand to just throw at somebody go here take this discredit it yeah it's not quite pocket change yeah especially even for him which i understand and why is he so adamant about debunking this story which makes me think that this guy definitely was working on behalf of intelligence to try to cover their tracks because they were doing some kind of experiments out in the in the forest in so Arizona. So it, it speculated the CIA was the one trying to right. use class to debunk this case. Yeah. So it makes me question, could the CIA have been involved? And specifically, that was why. So as I said, is it an alien? Is it government? Could it be CIA or CIA working with actual aliens? So they were a part of that and they were trying to cover their ass. That would that would be my best guess that it was some type of deep state, deep state, I guess that's a term now, but it's some kind of you know, secret government type of test or program that they're doing, whatever they're doing. Nobody knows, obviously. But yeah, that's that would be my guess. That it was some type of a shadow government kind of a project that they were working on that these guys just happened to stumble upon because they were out working. 
you know, and they tried to cover it up. That's that that'd be my best guess. But he wasn't successful in debunking it. I mean, this this story got national coverage, yeah. and obviously everybody. I mean, they all. Everybody knows the story. Anybody, especially back then, that was reading the newspapers, watching the news, knows the story. They they all passed their polygraph tests. Everybody, you know, they took them twice just because they they wanted to be sure. You know, yeah. the the police wanted to be sure. And and the fact that they would do that, I think, says a lot. That yeah, they're so adamant that what happened, they believe what happened is true. Now, what do you think about this? What if? And I'm not going to say this is not possible. It's highly unlikely. But what if this whole thing, this whole story was a CIA operation? Mm-hmm. Like Travis Walton, Pierce, Mike Rogers, all these guys. What if they're all what if they're all CIA and this was all just a story they told? I and think- sorry. It's a story they told and a hoax that they perpetrated to kind of advance this alien agenda, alien story to the population. Kind of a way to introduce it. Because think Betty and Barney Hill happened just a few years prior to this. So the the, the population's starting to slowly get these stories. Okay. Well, I guess I would have to do more research because I'd look at like do they have any ties to CIA? Any family members? Anything like that? Because a lot of them were kind of young. But Wouldn't I, necessarily have to be CIA. It could be gov- some military project, but a government. What are, what are their roots? Because if they have, if everyone, I mean, they grew up in a small town, which is kind of weird. You think if you're going to be some kind of government operative, you'd be from a larger city. Where people. Not necessarily. I'm just saying where people might be less likely to point you out whereas everyone could say oh i know so and so and they work here and they're i know where they are all the time kind of thing they're always accounted for it's not like today where people have computers and phones and they can communicate i it was different back then right i hear that but i'm going to tell you a story that jesse ventura told when he first took office when he won the governorship of minnesota he told a story that it was like maybe his first or second week in office. He gets ushered out of his office and taken to some, they took him to some building and he gets in there and it's just like full of people, but it's all, they're all dressed like civilians, elderly people, younger people, middle-aged people, just all shapes and sizes, normal looking people. They were all CIA. They looked like. And I'm not saying it's because that <laughs> no, they don't but, look but, like. But it. that's that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, because you want to blend. They they blend in. Yeah. You wouldn't. You have no like. Our neighbor could be a CIA operative. We wouldn't know it. But my point is, in such a small town, you have neighbors and like people in the town who I remember the day you were born. Yeah. Uh, your kid went to school with my kid. You never left town. You never went off to college. But what if the whole town is a government town? That's my. That's what I'm okay. saying. I what you if were just the whole these town individuals that seems extremely unlikely like the entire it's a small town I mean, it's it's not unlikely that i mean they they made these type these like clone that. cities in in russia i was just going to say like back the movie in the john travolta we talked about and that's based on a true story yeah. yeah so that's it's a possibility that's all i'm saying 
I'm just saying it's a possibility. I understand, and I I like how you're thinking. However, in this specific case, uh, I don't think it's likely. I'm just saying it's a possibility that we can't just rule out. Yeah, no, we can't just rule it out. It's something to think about, and if not with this case, with others, definitely. But the thing that made me go down that road was the whole Phil Class involvement with it because. Why is this guy so adamant about debunking this particular case? He was on this for a long time, trying to break down all these guys, attacking their character, and trying to throw money at him. I know, but that's what I mean. Like, why would they be so adamant about trying to figure out a way to debunk this or throw any but kind that's of doubt what you at did it? With all that kind of stuff back then, if you couldn't use disinformation. Or debunk it. Like they either try to debunk or use disinformation, which is seems how they did things back then, right? They probably still do it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying back then they did it too. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> they, they still do this stuff now. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, there was just something I thought about. I'm like, yeah. what if this whole thing was just a big psyop, psychological operation just to mess with people and just to maybe start getting people thinking differently like oh maybe there really is aliens because the you know this happened and they pass polygraphs so we're all conditioned to to accept the polygraph exam as 100 percent accurate and blah blah but they're still not admissible in court why because they can be beaten that you can lie and pass a polygraph exam it essentially comes down to believing what you're saying is true and you'll pass it Right, and I, I know there's there's other little tricks that you've seen in movies and TV shows too. You put like a little pin in like your shoe, and you you kind of hit your toe, and it'll kind of keep you like like it keeps your your heart rate steady. There's a bunch of little tricks that I've seen, and I've I've read in I'll books before. There's 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 all kinds of different things that people have who have beaten the polygraph, lied and beaten it. Will say. I want to see if I can beat a polygraph test. I, I have no desire to to test it either way because you know what what would happen if you're taking a polygraph and they think you're lying even if you're telling the truth because i'm sure that happens too you that for some reason can be used against you but if you're telling the you truth get a polygraph machine yeah okay we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get a polygraph and do one live on the air here we'll just test it out yeah <laughs> is your name monique no no <laughs> okay that is true yeah, so I don't know the the whole polygraph thing. I feel like that's really that's what they lean on is using that as the basis for this really happened. It's true because we passed polygraph and we did it twice. Okay, and I feel like that that makes everybody go okay. Must be true. People just thought oh, polygraph they they passed it. They're good. I think you have to take the information for what it is. I mean. Also, why would they come out and do this? If it's a CIA op or PSYOP where they want just people to believe in aliens, okay, I get that. But if it's for some kind of personal gain, these guys didn't gain anything. They went through years of torment and trauma and being ridiculed by people, being not believed by people. I mean... Well, that's the story they're telling. I... Yes. I'm again. I'm, no, I'm, I, I'm playing super devil's advocate. I, I think these guys went through something. They witnessed something. I think something definitely happened. I think they witnessed it. Travis experienced it. But my question is, was it actual aliens or was it some kind of government or was it government and aliens combined? Yeah, I, 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 I'm leaning more towards it was some kind of secret government deal. 
That's what I think. Some kind of some something going on with the government there. I don't know. That's that's my personal thought. But I think they they witnessed something. They they all experienced something. Travis was obviously missing for five days, mm-hmm. right? Or so we're led to believe. I look so at knows. it though. I'm glad that he's healthy. You know, like he's doing okay yeah. and he's healthy and. Yeah, they, they, all the guys are fine. They're all. I think they're all fine. They seem fine in the documentary. Yeah. They're just yeah. they've aged. Obviously, you know, forty years has gone by. And there's so there's been a few different things that have come out because Travis Walton spoke on is a paranormal witness. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was that was the that was the one that I think the most accurate, I guess, dramatization of his experience was on that show, Paranormal Witness on the Sci-Fi yeah. Channel, back we in 2014, I think. The documentary we actually watched was called Travis: The True Story of Travis Walton. Right. And there are a few people in it. Um, yeah, Stanton Friedman yes. was all over it. Richard Dolan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also Ben Hansen was in it. And he was just recently on Karen Rontowski's uh, podcast, Paranormal Karen. Right. So check out her show and listen to that episode. It's really good. And they do tra- talk about Travis Walton oh, as okay. well. Yeah. Um, I totally forgot about him. We're watching him like, that guy looks familiar. I am so bad with names and faces. <laughs> and I'm like, why does that guy look so familiar? And then the name comes up. I'm like, why do I know that name? And then I look it up and I'm like, duh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Some people are bad with just names. Some people are bad with just faces. I'm bad with both. So if I don't recognize somebody, I apologize. And if I don't remember your name, I apologize. I'm the same exact way. Nothing personal. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same exact way. I don't know I how many times people come up. Hey, how's it going? I'm like, Hey, I try so hard that person. to remember <laughs> yeah, I'm people, the worst with but that. there are people I can see every day and I'll forget their name. Yeah, I'm horrible with that kind of stuff too. But I'll remember something that somebody did back when I was like eight years old and pissed me off. Yeah. I remember that. So yeah, it's the human mind. It's an amazing thing. So wondrous. Yes. Yes. So what do you think? You think that this this Travis Walton story? You think that he? experience something you yes, think he actually did go absolutely. through something i think okay. something happened to him i don't think it was a psyop in terms of on their side travis walton and his friends involved his co-workers i think something happened i think he was abducted i think he was injured <laughs> by the light um whether it knocked him out whether more severe damage was done but yeah i think something happened to him he was abducted I like I've said a few times already. I only question who abducted him. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I I think something happened. I only question what that was. One I, of the things I was just thinking of, and I don't mean to cut you off. No, it's okay. Go ahead. But he only remembers a couple hours. Yeah. When you're given certain anesthesias, what happens? You forget stuff. You forget stuff. It causes amnesia. So we had a discussion about this. I had surgery on my elbow. And I remember. This is years ago. Yeah, this was years ago. This was I was being wheeled to the operating room and I'm talking to them. And then I just remember them waking me up. And I was like, I didn't even think they gave me the drugs at that point. But maybe they did. And it just knocked me out. We actually asked one of the doctors about that and they said, no, what happens is the drug that they use causes amnesia for so long before it's actually given. So you only remember 
so much. So let's say he was hurt and they were treating him and they were giving him different anesthesia. Even if he woke up and only remembered a little bit, that could explain why he does. He only remembers a certain period of time because he was out. He must have woke up from it and then at some point caused amnesia when they gave him something else. That seems very possible. It's a it's a possibility. A I mean, logical, reasonable. It's a possibility. Type if if he fell from a you know however high he was when he fell and bounced off the ground, he hit his head. I mean that's gonna. You get hit in the head hard enough, you're you're not gonna remember. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I, I've experienced that. It's scary. It's it's scary. So I just so think that who, kn- who knows. The reason why he doesn't remember, but then he said that he remembered seeing alien-looking people and then human-looking people, and I think that's why I'm so much well, well, he along was, the thought of there were aliens involved. Yeah. Well, we left out too. that he he was he went through regression therapy. Yes. The the hypnotherapy or whatever, where he recalled a bunch of the stuff that he. A couple of the missing pieces of time he recalled uh, being, you know, under hypnosis and going through that mm-hmm. hypnotherapy stuff. So, I I don't know. Again, that, even that is not. It's hard to prove that that's a, an accurate thing too. And but there's there's people that think that you can actually, well, not think that, but you can actually make somebody remember something that never really happened because they're yeah. in that suggestive state. So who know? I mean, who knows? It's so. It's it's difficult to say. It's but it's yeah. It's it's tough to say. The stuff that he did remember. I I'm just wondering maybe if they use certain drugs that caused amnesia. Yeah, yeah, could very well be. I, I I remember that when I recently had a surgery on my ankle, and I remember being in a waiting the waiting room with you. They started the stuff. Yeah. I don't remember anything after they started it, but I know we had a conversation. I know we were talking because I remember trying to consciously, I remember trying to be kind of like a wise guy and wise off to the the nurse or the doctors, whoever was coming in. I was trying, you know, trying to be funny, make it light, you know, whatever. And then I remember coming to, and apparently I had already had a big conversation with them and they already told me everything that they did, which I get, makes no sense to me why they tell you all the stuff that they did and everything else. And Don't they know you're, you, they know you're not going to remember it. <laughs> Yeah, they I even was, tell you. When yeah, I had my elbow you surgery. don't remember it, but we we already yeah. had this conversation. I'm like, then why? Why would you tell me so if you know I'm not going to remember it? Yeah, so exactly. They can say they did because yeah. that happened to me. I remember. I remember the doctor talking to me and remember thinking, "You need to pay attention, Monique. Wake up, wake up. You have to hear what he's saying. He's talking to you." But I was so out of it. I was just like, I. It was very difficult to focus and understand everything. What a scam. <laughs> What a scam. Why do you talk to people while they're under anesthesia if it's they're like, not fully awake? It's like you said, so they can say they so did. So they it. can say they well, did. Well, we said it. And you I've were got slightly and I've got three witnesses here that yeah. that saw me say it and heard me well, say we it. We said it. You weren't totally conscious, but we said it. You were under the influence of drugs. Your eyes were open. You were responding to us, but there's no way you're going to remember it. And we know that, but we're still going to tell you. You weren't coherent at all, what? but we still told you everything you need to know yeah. and it's on you to remember it. That's yeah. okay. We'll write it down for you. Yeah, but that, yeah, I always love that. And then they tell you after, yeah, we already we already talked about this. I think they do that to mess with people. They must. But anyway, back <laughs> anyhow, to Travis anyhow, Walton. Anyhow, back to, back to Mr. Walton. So your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I think I think something happened. I don't believe it was aliens. I don't know what it was. I think it was probably some kind of a secret government deal. And I'm honestly not going to rule out that there's, it could be just the whole thing was a big put on. But 
not by these guys. Like they unknowingly took part in something that was a big put on. How much would that suck though to find out if that was the case? They went through all they'll of never, that. They'll never find that out. If that was the case, if it was something that the government knew, okay, there's going to be loggers in this area because of course they're going to know it. It was a government contract that these guys had to go out yeah. and clear the forest. So of course they're going to have access to that information and we'll, we'll, they we'll, also we'll mess with these guys or whatever. Were, so it could have been. It, it possibly. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there, there is that point too. So that's, that's true. Yeah. They were out later than usual. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it's a government contract. They're in the they're in the federal forest, federal national forest, and it's it's. I'm just saying it's not out of the realm of possibility that that's what could have happened. And I'm inclined to believe the more I've learned about the government, the more I research things, the more stuff that gets declassified now, and they come out and tell you straight up, yeah, we did this, we did this, we did this unknowingly to citizens and to to the population. You know, of course, they wait till everybody that was involved dies so they can't get prosecuted or whatever. But the, the documents get declassified all the time. Anybody can look them up and find them. Yeah. I, it wouldn't shock me if they unknowingly were participants in some kind of a psychological operation. And then just to see, maybe it was just done to see what would happen. How would the public react to this? And it's that kind of like when you bring up those possibilities like that stuff pisses me off like it should yeah it should piss you i should piss off anybody that th- that their government would do this to them but that's what happens and it's consistently been proven time and again and not just the united states but everywhere but the united states is really diabolical our secret government you know and the we just cia sit there and stuff and take it and we sit jesus look at what's going on right now and i'm not going to get into it but look what's going on right now. It's all you need. To, and, and then look in history. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah. Do, do, your, do your research. Don't, don't, don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. Don't trust anything I say. Do your own research. Do your research. own research. Come, Come to your up, own conclusion. Yep, think for yourself. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's where I'm leaning is that this was just a big put on. These guys were unknowing participants in it. Something happened to them. So of course they're going to pass a polygraph exam because they believe it. They yeah. believe it. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? They and saw think, it again. Something did happen. Seeing is believing, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, say it myself. I Seeing is believing did for me. Happen. I think. Just yeah. What was it? What, what was, was the it cause? That Who caused right. that to happen? Is the question. Exactly. So. I'd be curious to know. We've we've talked about aliens. We've talked about UFOs before, but hearing from more people to talk about. Uh, you know, have they been seeing more UFOs, especially with everything going on in the world? Because, you know, months back, the government came out with disclosure. Yeah, yeah UFOs. Yeah. Right. But has anyone seen an uptick in UFOs? Well, recently? supposedly the sightings are going up around everywhere. Like they're going up everywhere. Supposedly, if you believe the data and stuff like that. Yeah. It, but a like lot of the reporting has gone up. Is faked, too. Well, I'm not saying the videos are going. I'm saying yeah. people that are calling in to police stations that are calling it to yeah. MUFON, places like that that track this stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the, the activity's That's gone up. Yeah. Now, that could also be maybe the activity, if there are aliens or UFOs or whatever, it could be that it's the same, but now just everybody's at freaking home and bored out of their freaking minds, so they're looking out more. 
who knows that could be that that's what's going on i don't know possibility but that's that is something that's happened lately is there is an uptick in that kind of activity well let us know have you seen anything have you experienced anything lately let us know we want to hear from you yeah be interested to to hear from uh any of our listeners we got listeners all over the place now it's pretty crazy but i love it it's great it is. I, I think it's a listener. Yeah, and I actually I went on to which I never do. I went on to iTunes and I looked to see our. There's like a bunch of people that have actually given us, uh, have taken the time to write a review, yeah. which I thought was really cool. That so thank nice. you very much yeah. to everybody that takes time to do that. I forgot to mention we got our first one star review. Oh jeez. <laughs> we made it. We pissed somebody off. And now you and now you've called attention to us. So we're gonna get more. No. Nice job. I think they meant to give us a five star and they hit the one by accident. So make sure when you're giving a five star review, it's <laughs> all five stars that you want to hit the very last one, not the first one. It doesn't work in reverse. Sure. Yes. Yes. We appreciate five star reviews. We appreciate you taking the time yeah. to write one too. If you do feel so inclined, thank you so much to everybody that has done so already. We love you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, yeah, thank you to everybody that's listening around the world. Yes, I just want to hug you all. The big world. <laughs> she would too. Oh my gosh. She so she would. would too. Me, I'm more of like a fist bump or like a high five. I'm kind more of like guy, I don't care about COVID. You she, need a hug. I'm COVID. hugging you. Don't don't even start. <laughs> I'm a hugger. Jeez. That's how I am. <laughs> you can hug anybody you want to. I'm not worried about COVID. Well, we used to, like, from wrestling shows, <laughs> I, like, hug everybody. I wouldn't even go in the ring, but I always would come home and shower because I was hugging everybody, and a lot of them were, like, sweaty, and they were in the ring. So, yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. It was just a memory I had because <laughs> I hug everyone. I love everybody. Find the good in everyone. Yeah, well, it's it's good. That's a good way to be, especially nowadays. Jeez. So, if uh, anybody wants to find us on social media, please, you can find us on Twitter at Homewrecker Pod. We have Instagram as well, Homewrecker Podcast, and a website, HomewreckerPodcast.com. That's it. And I haven't been on social media at all lately. I'm actually. I'm this close to deleting all my social media entirely. You get closer and closer every I, day. I really am. I haven't. I haven't gone on. I don't. I don't. I. I. I it's all just a bunch of negativity. I Seriously, handle, it really is. I handle our social media, and I, I don't know how you're going on. Yeah, I don't know how so you do it. If you've noticed, there aren't as many posts happening. I try to like get them ready to put stuff out, but I just. Like this past week, I've just been like, I just don't want to go on. So I apologize if our content, there's not as much stuff being put out, but I just, I don't want to go You're on. still going to get a podcast from us every week. That's yeah. not changing. That's not going away. And and obviously we do bonus episodes uh, here and there as well. Yeah. We're going to keep uh, showing up. So we hope you do too. Yes. Yes, definitely. But uh, if, if anybody's tried to get a hold of me on social media, sorry, I haven't been on it. I haven't been looking. And I'm probably going to be deleting it all soon. It's all going to go the way of Facebook for me, which I got rid of many, many years ago. Yeah. So No Facebook for us. No. I like not. it that way. We we did just actually, while we're talking about it, got on the Parlor app. Yeah. It's, it's, supposed, it's supposed to be... Uh, More freedom. Less censorship. Suppo- allegedly. Allegedly. And there's another one too, I think, called Gab. Yeah. I, I signed but, up for that one, but... I don't know, the new ones, I'm having difficulty navigating and finding people. Yeah. So 
our parlor app, we're at Homewrecker Pod. So it's the same as Twitter. So we have a parlor. So we do. We're on that. Okay. So find us. Find us on there too. All right. If you if you are so inclined, and I'll, and, and you want to get off of remember to Twitter post on and there. Yeah. Instagram, we're Kinda also like posting on. there. YouTube and Bridie on YouTube. Yeah. There's more censorship, so we also have Bridie on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So find us on there. Like and subscribe. Yes, please and thank you. We really appreciate everybody's support. We've been at this now for. Over a year. Over a year. Wow. Yeah. We did we do anything yeah. for our, our yeah. See, it's not our style. That's how. That's how. Yeah. Uh, birthdays, anniversaries. We don't care about that Whatever. stuff. <laughs> it is what it is. How you take every day that matters. That's right. That's it. I love you. Oh, I love, I love you, you for too. saying that. That's great. <laughs> it's true. It's it is true. Yeah. So again, thank you everybody very much, and we hope again. We we say this as often as we as we can. I try to say as much as I can remember to say it. We hope wherever you are, you are safe, you are healthy, and most importantly of all, you are happy. Before we sign off, what do you want to talk about next time? You have anything in mind you want to talk about? I have a lot of things I want to talk about. I've been something that I'm going to just spring it on you. Okay. Well, I, I've mentioned it to you in the past. Something that has always fascinated me, an unsolved mystery, if you will, D.B. Cooper. Yes. I think we should talk about D.B. Cooper next time. You what know what's you so funny? What? When you bring up D.B. Cooper, the first thing that comes to my mind is not his actual case, but there's a movie, oh, what's it called? Without a Paddle or something. It has Seth Green... Dax Shepard. I know what movie you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. it's a comedy because uh, it's like they were so, as kids they were fascinated with the DB Cooper story and they wanted to find the money he stole. Oh, is that what the movie's about? Yeah. No kidding. See, I, I, I think I've seen like bits and pieces of that movie when it was on TV it's years funny. ago, but I've never actually sat through the whole thing. That's what it's about, though. Yeah. Oh wow. No so kidding. we can watch it. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think we should talk about that next week. Let's so, do it. Yeah. So next next time we're here. Uh, next week. And oh. the kid rock song. Is it Cowboy? I just remember on the radio and D.B. Cooper and the money he took or something like that. But he mentioned I think, it, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if it was, yeah, I forget which kid rock song it was, but yes. Is that Cowboy, I Want to Be a Cowboy? Is mm. it that? I don't know. Wasn't it Ba Wata Ba? Wasn't it that song? Okay. I don't know. Sorry. Next week, we're going to have all that information yes, because we, we are going to talk about D.B. Cooper. Now, there you go. So now you know what we're going to talk about. So yeah, D.B. Cooper, that whole thing is fascinating. Yes. And there's so much to it. So this could be a long episode next week. Oh boy. Could be. Could be. All right. So until next week, until next time, I am the Golden Greek, Alex Arion. I've been joined by my beautiful, lovely, Gorgeous. Amazing. I love your smile too. Yay. And that is a hell of a t shirt. Isn't it awesome? And the back looks cool too. Show everybody the back. Oh, I gotta get it. I mean, the podcast isn't gonna see you, obviously. Show the but listeners for, for the back it, of your shirt. <laughs> for everybody watching on YouTube or Brighteon, show them the back. So this is the front. I'm trying to. I have a bench, but can you see it? You can see your back. Can you see the bottom where it's tied? No. Uh, hold on. Couldn't see the top either. It's not that important. I just... The front was good enough. Can you see it? Okay. You can kind of see it now. There you go. Fantastic. Not not a lot of space to work here. 
Okay. To spin around and twirl. My trophy wife. Nice shirt. Thank you. I like it. <laughs> you love it. I'm going to do this again. <laughs> Until next time, I'm the Golden Greek. Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing, awesomely shirted, clothed. Get to the chopper! That's my trophy answer. wife. Yeah. Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. I just went into my mic. I'm messing up our own sign-off. <laughs> and it's great. I'm keeping this all in, too. Oh, that's awesome. I'm just going to stop editing shows. Just give up on Just here. keep all this stuff in. There you go. Why not? See you next time, everybody. <laughs>